It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. to rock and roll it is bgn radio i am john barcher that is james seltzer brandon lee gowden editor-in-chief of bleedinggreennation.com hey gang guess what uh not only are we going to roast those i'm gonna say um dorky minnesota vikings fans <laughs> later on today not only are we gonna get you fired up and ready to go for can you believe this in nfc championship game four years ago who would have thought when uh when we started this podcast and radio show took that long to get back here I love it. I love it every second of it. We're going to do that. Plus, if you want to go to the game tomorrow, we got you covered because Santander is hooking us up there, too. So right around 2.30, you're going to call the contest line, not this line. What's the uh, contest line there, James? 215-625-6681. So uh, when you, uh, yeah, 2.30, we're going to say what? Ninth caller at 2.30. Right, in honor of Nikki Foles, the ninth caller. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Uh, and uh, we will have that. Rolling out there. So, uh, tickets, your reactions, 888-729-9494. James, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, I feel like one woo wasn't good enough, so, woo! <laughs> I'm fired up, man. We got tickets to give away. Someone woo! who is not, who as of right now, there, that's what I'm talking about. Someone who, as of right now, is not going to the NFC Championship game by 231 will be going to the NFC Championship yeah. game, and that is freaking awesome. And, and I, like, that place is going to be out of control. I, I'm like... I, I'm like palpably like I can't control myself. I'm so fired up right now. Yeah, I feel like uh, BLG. This has been um, the the most hype that the city has ever been in, and maybe that's just a little recency bias. But everybody's in lockstep towards this. We're a bunch of animals that went out and bought uh, twelve do- twelve dollar animals, right? underdog mask. We're just kind of feeling the flow here, and I I love. Uh, the the vibe of this city, and it's and it's scaring everybody, and that's fine by me. What letter does woo begin with? W. Oh, yeah, it's good work. That's what's going to happen tomorrow, guys. <laughs> I, I I woke up and I've been feeling this way this week, and I wrote a post about it on bleedinggreennation.com today about four reasons why I feel confident about this team. But that's how that's where I'm at right now. Like I just feel it. I feel it inside of me. Like I feel like they are going to win this game. This team 
how could you bet against this team? How could you count out? How could you doubt this team at this point? They've proved everyone wrong at every turn. This is the team. Let's go, man. Yeah, and it just, it's not only the fan base. Like, it's almost a reflection of how this team feels. And I don't know if you saw some of those videos just from their their, their meetings and everybody. They are loose. It's crazy. They are having fun. They are just, you know, when uh, Zach Ertz comes out with that Players' Tribune article saying there's nothing quite like this when there's 69,000, which is a very nice number, 69,000 people that are just yelling and screaming with 30,000 of them with German Shepherd dog masks on. Like, what are the Minnesota Vikings going to look at when they walk into that stadium? Joe Buck has even mentioned that on the morning show this week. He goes, man, I, I can't wait to see what the vibe is like. I just feel like you could put a powder keg in the middle of the field and it would go off just because of the sound. I mean, think about how many huge games Joe Buck has called, how many big stadiums Joe Buck has walked into. For him to say something like that, it has a real impact for me. I mean, that is a strong statement. And I, I like, I don't know how you can think anything else. I mean, it is for, uh, just the thought of, of the TV camera, you know, Fox coming on at, at 630 or whatever it is, and they pan the crowd and there's 20,000, 30,000 dog masks. Like, what is that? It is so insane. It is so Philadelphia. I love it. Like, I, I, I just can't wait to see the energy there, to feel the energy there. It's going to be something special. And I think I'm with BLG. I think we're all kind of on the same page, which a month ago, if you had told the three of us, hey, you're going to be heading up to the NFC Championship game and feel incredibly confident the Eagles <laughs> are going to win, we would have told you were crazy. Yeah. But I really do. And I, I think that that home field advantage, those fans down there, we saw the difference it made last week. I think in a game with two so evenly matched, so similar teams, I think that home field advantage is the type of thing that can really put the Eagles over the top. You can just tell the guys play with more energy and more juice at home when you see that. You look at the way the defense has played at home since late October. They've allowed 10.3 points per game at home. They're just so much better there. And for me, the biggest thing, along with the fans, is Doug, man. Doug. Doug. Doug if we're talking about someone who's our baby, Doug is our baby, man. Like that guy has come on out of nowhere. I, I think back to a long time ago uh-huh. in a different land where we were talking about, you know, we were like, I don't know, this Doug Peterson hire, we're so skeptical of it. And I don't even think the Eagles believed in him this much, to be honest. Like, I don't think anyone could have predicted this, maybe except Doug Peterson, because Doug Peterson believed in himself. He believed in this team. He was the one this summer who said, I feel like the talent we have on this team compares to a Super Bowl winning team. And, you know, we thought it was maybe a little crazy. Some people thought it was a little crazy at the time. But no, that was Doug being confident. And that's that's what makes me feel confident because I know Doug feels good. He's going into this game with a game plan, and he's going to make some creative play calls like we saw against the Falcons. He's going to be unorthodox, as Frank Reich said it, which I think is a very good description of Doug Peterson. And when you're going into a game like that, how could you not feel good, man? Like, that's the guy you're you're riding with. Like, you're going into battle with that guy, and it's great. Well, like Doug said, you either have it or you don't, right? And I he's can't believe got he it. said that. Like, that was pure confidence. The, the balls, man. The, the, the swag. Right, right yeah. me too. And, and, and you guys know, I think anyone who's listened to this show before knows that I was the last of the three of us to come around on Doug. Is that true? Wow. I know, right? And, and to come like, around was to, the, yeah, to, wow. to the point where I'm the one who texts you guys this week and says, <laughs> I'm pissed off the Eagles haven't signed him 
him to a long-term deal yet. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like, Doug Peterson was masterful last week, and uh, I'm with you, BLG. I feel like we're in great hands. I saw Merrill Reese, and I can only read his tweets in his beautiful voice, which I, I can't you wait to hear tomorrow. You literally read it out loud no, to did. us in his voice. But it's the great. same way. So, like, he got into, like, geez, can this game just start already? We've reached that point. It's Saturday. It's the day before. Everyone's overanalyzed this thing, and I completely agree. But the one thing that I think matters the most is what we're talking about. Doug Peterson has to stay ahead of Zimmer. Yep. And that is going to be a challenge. And it's so weird how I feel so confident about, listen, all week I've been saying that this Vikings defense is way different. It's not what anybody's used to. There are holes in it. You can go find stuff. You know, we've, we've been over uh, at McKenzie Alexander. And it looks like he might not go. I don't know what's happening there between them and Terrence Newman. That's still probably going to be where you need to look. I don't think it's a Zach Ertz game. I don't think it's, you know, really, it, it could be an Alshon game. Certainly probably not a Torrey Smith game. But that's where Doug comes back. You can think about all that stuff, and certainly you can go and look at what Jim Schwartz is going to have to do against Thielen and Diggs and worry about are they going to go with Yak and try and go with Sluggos and Slants and try and offset this. But my thing, always coming back, Doug Peterson has proven already that he wasn't crazy saying that this is like the 96 Green Bay Packers. And I, me, said, that's not crazy. Back when Jody Camera and I were doing a show together and everybody was upset. I remember. But everyone believed in Carson Wentz. And if you believed in Carson Wentz in that jump and you felt like you had a Brett Favre, is there anybody that thinks that he's not at least Brett Favre already two years into his career and then you slide on over? It's Nick Foles. We all take a... A big, giant breath where we're all fighting together for three weeks, and it's amazing. The one thing that I think everybody has turned the switch on is they won a playoff game when they weren't supposed to, when everyone is against them. How can you go against them again? How on earth would you go, I still don't feel confident in this team? Well, especially like, you know, you guys mentioned it before, but the 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 how this team is right now, the, the confidence that you see coming out of the NovaCare complex and the looseness and how ready they are, especially if you're you're kind of going against looking at what the Vikings are at. And, and I know that it could go either way, you know, maybe team of destiny and all that. But the way I look at it is this was a, a long, different week for a Vikings team that is still talking about what happened last week. Football's a game of routine. It's a game of habit. It's getting back to what you do. I think it's a really tough spot for Minnesota coming off that, you know, greatest win in franchise history type win in the way they want it to get on a plane to come into this town to face a team that feels disrespected, that has been underrated, underappreciated, that has been counted out nonstop. I, like, I love the spot the Eagles are in. I thought you made a great point, though. I, I think the Doug Zimmer thing. And I think, and you had Robert Mays on last night from yeah. the Ringer, terrific writer, terrific at talking about football. And I know he believes Zimmer, the best defensive mind in the game, the best defensive schemer in the game. That Peterson-Zimmer match tomorrow, the, the matching of wits, I, like that's that's the game right there. In my mind, that's where it really comes down to it. And again, the, the, there are a lot of other advantages the Eagles have with the crowd and all that type of stuff. But who would have thought? Doug Peterson and Mike Zimmer would be battling with who would have thought five years ago, you know, <laughs> like Mike Zimmer couldn't get a job and Doug Peterson's like a high school coach practically. And then, and then, you know, these guys are now the, the two preeminent minds going at it in this game is, is it's wild. 888-729-9494. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this game going into Sunday? And I just keep thinking along with that. I just have remembered the Titans in my head. He's a mile ahead of you, coach. Mile ahead of you. <laughs> Got to do something to throw him off. He's a mile ahead of you. That's what Doug Peterson needs to do against this Vikings defense. Let's go to Daryl real quick. What's up, Daryl? 
Hey, gentlemen, got a lot I want to get to, so I'm just going to jump right in. Please do. First of all, I'm very disappointed that uh, Doug Peterson did not get uh, coach of the year. Uh, not to this, you know, not to disparage anything that McVay did out in uh, L.A., but Doug faced more adversity than any coach could ever imagine. And still getting to this level where we're on the precipice of getting to the Super Bowl is just unimaginable how he was slighted. Um, that's number one. Number two, shame on the NFL for actually putting it out there that they are leaning towards a Vikings and Patriots <laughs> Super Bowl. That was an absolute epic disgrace. And I tell you what, the league office better tell uh, Guns Hockley and his crew to go easy on the Eagles tomorrow because if it looks like they're coming down heavy on them, there's going to be a riot because this is set up to say fix all over it. Moving forward to the game plan, I think the secret to the game tomorrow on the offensive side of the ball is tempo and lots of screens. I expect to see screen-heavy, and I really look to have Corey Clement be much more involved in the screen game than he's been. I, I think that's critical on the offense. On the defensive side of the ball, I'd like to see them go five DBs most of the game, maybe even six. Excuse me. Oops, sorry, Daryl. Uh, I'm having I, trouble hearing yeah. you, Daryl. Uh, but Some good uh, points. Got, in there. got all your points. Lots to unpack there. First of all, coach of the year. I think we're all in agreement with that, and for the yeah. exact reasons but why. But for you what said. it's worth, uh, they do vote before. So, like the playoff yeah. win didn't do anything to help Doug. They vote before the end of the season. So but who beat him in the regular played. season? No, I'm with you. Look, <laughs> yeah. We all agree. Doug no, Peterson should have been the coach. I just of the want year. to get that in there. Yeah. He beat yeah. him in the regular season. He yep. beat the team that knocked his team out of the playoffs. Deserve, oh, no question. No Man. question. The uh, the Facebook pick that went out went from the NFL, who quickly apologized and sent out emails to everybody for doing that of having. The uh, Patriots. Quickly. It was up since Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's. It. But why did we only discover it then I yesterday? Know. I don't know either. But it doesn't. I, I don't think it's fixed. Look, they do that for. They have all this stuff ready to go for both teams. I think it just got out by mistake. But more so, taking it. I think we should take this as a good thing. This is awesome. Keep disrespecting yeah. the Eagles. Put it on the board. Keep, exactly. Yeah. Like Print this it is. Out. They're exactly. And you know they will. They're going to. The Eagles staff has done that. We heard that they're doing that type of stuff. We heard Kyle Brandt on with you talking yeah. about how they took his stuff out of context and showed it to the players. This is awesome. All, bring the disrespect. The one thing I will say though, the Ed Hockley thing spooks me a little bit. Yeah. Here's why. Let's go back to a moment where it was the Panthers game. And we all kind of maybe started a petition in this town to Make sure that uh, who is the ref again? Pete Morelli. Yeah, Pete Morelli uh, never refs again. And then Ed Hockley on Monday night mm-hmm. football against Washington said, oh, yeah, you like that, huh? I'm going to throw three, maybe four flags in a row, start you back up on your right. own one. You want to start a petition? Go ahead and try me. Right. I think that, so they there made is their a, message, listen, though. I think it was that one drive, and, they and, then, and then that was Eagles it. Still won yeah. the game. But that's, I know that's what you're great saying. And all. They do that in a playoff game. I'm going to need some answers. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to need I, some answers. I'm with you. If that happens, uh, we can talk about it. I, I, I feel very confident that this game is not going to be fixed from a refereeing perspective. Uh, the 5DBs thing, I completely agree with. I think this team is what exactly, um, you know, the uh, make Case Keenum make a lot of mistakes. And I think playing in, even in dime and in, 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 uh, tons of nickel, which isn't kind of uh, anything different than the NFL does already. You have to rely on those four guys to go in and wreck business this game. A hundred percent. And bring pressure every now and again. But I think it is a don't let Thielen or Diggs get too crazy. And, uh, you know, people are going to say press, press, press. 
I don't think you do that here. I think you go and try and make Case Keenum throw into windows that don't exist. I totally agree. And especially Keenum, not the tallest of quarterbacks. He's listed at 6'1". He looks more like he's 5'11". He's a full foot taller than BLG for what it's worth. Uh, I, I, I think you want to, you know, you want to kind of uh, get interior pressure. I think you need the, those, those D tackles to really have another good game, which I, I think you could expect with the matchup. I thought the interesting thing that uh, our caller brought up there was the concept on offense of going tempo. Because I was thinking the same thing, especially when you look at this Vikings defense, they are really talented one through 11, but don't nearly have the depth that this Eagles team has in terms of the fresh guys. They can keep bringing them up front. If you can keep, you know, if you can keep Joseph and Griffin and, and Hunter and all those guys consistently moving, consistently on the field, not able to sub out. I do think you can have some advantages there if you can get tempo working. And to that point, we're talking about what Mike Zimmer does, and he's able to scheme things up. I mean, you give him less time. Yeah. If you're going running tempo, Absolutely. he's not going to have time to, like, set up everything. And, and what they do with some of – it's not just the personnel, but how they, you know, do some of this pre-snap stuff. Or, A lot, like, yeah. They don't move to the last second. Well, if you have tempo, I mean, you're going to start throwing them off there. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure about the screen game just in general to be like, they need to throw screens. Nah, yeah. It's it's the timing of it. Exactly. And I don't know how much he's going to use Corey Clement in it. And I wouldn't go to the sides on screens. Maybe if you want to do like a fake yeah. fake screen one way in that, I would stick in the middle of the field, kind of like what they did against the Bears. Yeah, for what it's worth, Minnesota, one of the best teams in football at covering receivers out of the back. Yeah, so. for, for sure. Let's go to Jim in the Northeast. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Listen, man, I'm fired up. Should be, I'm man. fired up, guys. <laughs> woo! Hey, woo, baby! Yeah. <laughs> woo! Listen to me, man. I'm telling you, I remember that 1980 Dallas game, and that place was rocking, cuz. And I then, mean, what do you think? Is this going to be louder than 1980? Oh, my God, yeah, because I, I tell you what, man, these guys are so hungry. You know, it's been four years for a playoff game, but, I mean, to, to, to advance to the Super Bowl, this place is going to be vibrating. Well, Jim, here's a question for you that I, I think I want you guys to answer as well. If you know, because we're going to know beforehand, if the Jaguars somehow beat the Patriots, does it become even louder? Yeah, but you know what? I don't care who we play in the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you, tomorrow we are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, let's do it, yeah. Jim. Let's... And, and and you know what? I'm going to be in South Philly in the morning, twelve o'clock. I'll be at Tony Luke's selling Girl Scout cookies, and I'm <laughs> going to be fired up. <laughs> I love it, Jimmy. <laughs> it's a, buy these thin mints. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just he. See. And it's funny that it brings up 1980 because I was telling these guys beforehand, I can only picture Pat Summerall's voice in I my know. head when I'm thinking of the Eagles going to advance for summer. You know, there goes Wilbert Montgomery in for the touchdown. <laughs> it was just one of the last guys to, to kind of just be so flat. And yep. um, I, that's why I can't wait for Merrill to call this thing. Like if they go in, oh my God. All, of the, all of the highlights that we're going oh. to have just in, man, yeah, it just feels that way. I think I'm going to be, I, I, I know we'll probably talk ourselves back out of it after two weeks of analyzing a Super Bowl if they go in there. But if I find out that the Jaguars beat the Patriots, oh I'm going to be on fire. I'm going to be frothing at the mouth. Yeah. It's good. Like that. I mean, look, we're going to be jacked up no matter what. And I do think that there is. I look, I think that two weeks leading up for in terms of a national perspective, all that type of stuff would probably be a little more fun if it is the Patriots. There's a lot more to talk about, a lot more interesting storylines and all that. But. Man, if the Eagles have a chance, if we if that game starts at six forty and, and the Eagles know they are sixty minutes away from facing Blake Bortles in the Super Bowl, oh, 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 oh man! Uh, and I say that because, well, you know, I don't know if it really matters to to you, BLG. I would actually kind of 
enjoy, you know, beating Tom Brady with Nick Foles. No. That'd, be, that'd be fun. I think, like, if that happens, I was thinking about this on the way down today. I was thinking, if that happens, I think the NFL actually has to take away, like, all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings. <laughs> like, if you lose a Super Bowl to Nick Foles, I mean, like, how much lower can it get? I mean, that's really bad. I think I want to play the, the, the Patriots if it gets to that point. I, I, it's just the, the 2004 thing, like, needs to be avenged. Like, I, I was. <laughs> needs to be. We need to avenge it. We need to avenge it. Every time I've played Madden, just as growing up, I would always have the Eagles versus the Patriots like in the Super Bowl, the simulation in the game. Like I just needed that moment, and this is the chance to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm. I'm with, I mean, it would be fun. Plus, we talked about before that it would be the the Vikings and the Falcons on the way there. Obviously, a different order, yes. but really would kind of be a fun fun angle to it. Fun little cherry on top, and uh, you know, just to, I I don't know, just to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think I would be more than elated on what this season was. Uh, what it's going to become, and uh, just a, a ton more, knowing knowing how good this team and how how awesome these players are uh, working together. Are we in the Vikings' heads? We might be certainly in their media. We'll get to that. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio, ninety four WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Who let the dogs out? It is BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Our good friend uh, Dan Hawkins chiming in on the Twitter.com. You can find us there at BGN underscore radio. BLG, love the piece about uh, the game hangovers after an emotional miracle game like the Vikings just had. While not a miracle, would you consider the end of the Falcons game quite emotional? And could you see the Eagles having any type of hangover on Sunday? I think that was from our good friend Patrick Wall. Who, uh, who wrote that piece? It was, but I'll take all the credit. You know? <laughs> Brandon actually writes everything that ever appears yes. on the site. Uh, but I do appreciate, uh, I will let Patrick know that you said that. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at his piece here, and you look at a number of big examples in these games where that team just that has that big emotional moment. I mean, we've seen it with the Eagles even, 4th and 26. You think about Miracle at the Meadowlands. Like, they crashed the rest of that season after that game. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to come back from that. I don't think I consider... The Eagles end of the game, like that wasn't a miracle. It was just a good defensive stop, right? It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is a miraculous. Like they had no chance to win. Even if the Falcons score a touchdown there, they're still like a minute in the game. Like they could drive down, potentially kick a field mm-hmm. goal. Like it wasn't like this absolute miracle. So I don't buy into that, but I, I do think there is some kind of psychological factor here that is worth considering, uh, especially when you have thousands and thousands of Minnesotians uh, one trying to travel out here. Uh, did you guys see the Mall of America skull chant that was going around the NFL Network? I'm telling you, man, it's just I get I get weird vibes about this. Uh, I I can't figure out what Vikings fans are. I can't. Are you confident or are you just down in the drums? I talked to Rob uh, Nyer yesterday, and he just said I turned off the game. I didn't even watch the miracle part because <laughs> I was sipping tea. I was too worried. Like they're just they've been through the ringer. And at at some point during the week, I'm going. Man, Vikings fans are—we really are in lockstep as far as misery and what we've been through, and snake bitten, and certainly just in Philadelphia sports. Not even just with the Eagles. You had mentioned the miracle of the Meadowlands. We were like, "Wow, the '08 run." We we're going, "Woof!" I had a dream. I was like, "Yeah, we're going to go win the Super Bowl there." It's unexpected. The Flyers—they uh, beat the Boston Bruins down 0-3, down 0-3 in Game Seven. They come back and win. There's no way they're not going to win the Cup. Well, no, that didn't happen, and. For some reason, I'm feeling good. I'm vibing with Andy Carlson. He's a good guy out in Minnesota. And then I wake up yesterday morning to hear this. 
We might not beat your team, but we'll beat you up. That's right. That's what's coming, Vikings. That's right. That's what's coming. We might not beat you, but we're going to beat up yes. your fan base that dares to show up. It's an amazing inferiority complex. I mean, the, <laughs> the Philadelphia inferiority complex, it's it's thick. It's palpable. It's Boston and New York envy at its peak. Even their radio hosts are trying to be Uh-oh. Mad Dog Russo. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? I mean, seriously. You know what? I mean, seriously. I went you're, not, yeah. you're not Chris Russo. Oh, I, I, I forgot. Let me check my ID. You're Just not like Chris Russo. Hold on, let me. That's what I want. What's going on? Oh, yeah. That's good. It sounded That's better than your radio like show, to be honest. Right Can I start calling you Mad Dog Barker? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Can I rant How for a minute? Rant. Can I rant for rant. a minute? Yeah, please. One thing I'll say about Minnesota sports Only fans. One so thing. angry, by the way. Self-aware. Would you agree? Like we're, oh, we're We so know self-aware. where our teams stand. We know it's been a bad run lately. Uh, we're yeah. not delusional. Yeah. We don't thump our chests for titles that were won 50 years ago. <laughs> Who does? Hold on. <laughs> Who is doing that in Philadelphia? Who is going 1960, baby? <laughs> Who is doing that in Philadelphia? John, I'm wearing my 1947 shirt right now, yeah. the championship we the won. The only I'm thing really I have on, I literally have on the 1933 Mitchell and Ness hoodie that is very pretty. That, and it's and that's, the year they started. Yeah. We're not really like, the way, hyping that up. They were an awful franchise when they started. And can we also get back to the fact that your open sounds nothing like, can we, can Let we, me get, just, a can we get a little Chris Russo, compare here? Can we get some Chris Russo in here? Well, that, that okay. I know who that sounds yeah. like. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like ah, Good afternoon, everybody. There it is. It sounds like James. I'm Chris Russo. Yeah. You're not Chris Russo. Yeah, Come maybe, on, people. Maybe you need to add that into the mix because because you feel so inferior towards yes. Yes. New York and Boston right now because certainly uh every Philadelphian I know wants to move to those places. What? <laughs> it's so bad. The only place that Philadelphians want to move, Miami, Los Angeles. Or sometimes Phoenix. Yeah. It's hot. You it's get warm. old. You want to go somewhere. Uh, now, if he would have said, all right, let's just think for a moment. Oh, yeah. If he would have said, good morning, Vietnam. Let's see if good we get. Good morning, Vietnam. Way more. Because that's what I watched too much as a kid. <laughs> of the Midwestern kid, I might add, they're semi Like, how, do you, how can you be a, who cares about self-awareness? I, we are all plenty self-aware in Philadelphia of, of what is happening in this town. And you're telling me that you're, I'm so self-aware of my football team that won 14 football games that just came away with a Stefan Diggs miracle. I know what's coming next, so I'm not going to get excited in my own town. Oh, by the way, are you on an FM dial? I haven't checked yet. Do you, do you have the, the, the Vikings on your station? Do you have 24-7 programming? Are you literally talking about the Minnesota Gophers? Which you were uh, <laughs> in a in a in a week where your team is a one win away from the Super Bowl. Give me a break on the self awareness. Um, what a jackass! And, yeah, and well, look, they went out of their way to find this too. Like you don't even think about the steps that it takes to go find your intro. They're like have people combing Philadelphia radio to find something they can make fun of. It's like I didn't I didn't even know there was radio in Minnesota. That's how much I care. Like I've not paid attention at all. You know, because we care about our team in Philadelphia. Worry about yourselves, and at least we have a bunch of fans who are out there proud talking about this team. I mean, you only see Vikings fans, you know, like when they're good once in a while, which is, you know, yeah, you're never the qu- happens. Or so. the quiet guy in the bar that doesn't say anything. And then when, uh, when 
I, I, I'm around the depressed fans that just lost. I yell in front of them and scream and talk smack. That's a great idea. You're a really cool dude. Hey, you want some more self-awareness? You came after a part-time host who lives with a roommate who's 34. He's got <laughs> salt and pepper hair who makes under $100 after taxes for this shift. You didn't go after Angelo. You certainly, you, a morning show, by the way, which you are a part of. Talk about punching down and not being self-aware. <laughs> Good Lord, I'm nobody, dude. 888-729-9494. Let's go to David in New Mexico. What's up, David? Gentlemen, I am pissed. Fired up, but pissed. Yes. Three things to say to you guys. Number right. one, the winners of the trenches win this game. I'm looking for Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan to give Keenum absolute daymares, not even, not nightmares, daymares on this field. <laughs> I expect to chase him until he is ragged. I have to blow up the offense, to blow up the running game, to blow up everything in that backfield all game long. On the other side of it, I think Matt Collins catches the touchdown pass. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how. I just think it's going to happen because I think the man is due to make a, to make a play, and it's about time because I'm tired of seeing Torrey Smith drop passes. <laughs> Last but not least, for the Dallas Cowboy fans and the uh, Denver Bronco fans who have been sitting here talking all kinds of crap about the Philadelphia Eagles and rooting for the Minnesota Vikings, these idiots still think Minnesota is somewhere in Nevada. Yeah. So I don't want to hear all this crap about what Philadelphia fans can and can't do. Wait, because David, I need, talk- I need you to clarify something. Denver Cowboys fans are, are, are jumping on the, the Minnesota Vikings bandwagon? Well, yeah, I guess because they're easier to spell. Look, man, <laughs> this is Dallas Cowboys going all right? And that's all we have out here now because Albuquerque doesn't have a, a, a professional football team. Yeah. Okay? All right? In fact, I said, you know, a long time ago that if the, if the Dallas Cowboys were America's team and Czechoslovakia wanted to play, we wouldn't send them Dallas. Hell, we send them the Lobos. This way they can learn the game together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, and so, like, David, you bring up an interesting point about uh, Timmy Jernigan because this was some of the concern I had. Heading into the season. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's motor. Hasn't quite been that dominant force that we saw a couple of weeks ago. I think he Mm -hmm. has to have not an outstanding game. Like, he's not the key to this thing. I still think it's Fletcher Cox. But if he's there, I I don't see where Minnesota wins. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, Fletcher Cox is a wrecking machine in and of himself. But when he has Timmy Jernigan there, and he has Timmy Jernigan giving a, a, a really, really good, solid effort, which is all I'm expecting from it. You know, because I had the same concerns about about his health and about his performances as everybody else did. But looking closely at that defensive line, the pressure and the keys of what the offensive line are concentrating on is Fletcher and Timmy. So if that happens and they continue to play well, they're going to give this defense, they're going to give that offensive line absolute fit. Oh, and yeah. And, and David, I, I think more times than not, I've come back to that every week. It's just like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little worried about Foles. I'm a little worried about... Jay Ajayi might not find that hole. It might be three yards in a cloud of dust type of game. But the one thing I always keep coming back to is that Vikings offensive line sucks. Yep. Not not it's okay. Not it's good. People are trying to profit. It sucks. They're going to rip through that thing. I totally agree with you. It is significantly worse than an Atlanta line that they just ripped through. I also agree, though, on the flip side, too, though. I think David is right in the sense that the offensive line for the Eagles is incredibly important to victory. I think, you know, that is the one area where you look at from an offensive perspective, going up against this Minnesota defense where you are are really, you have an advantage. And I know that Minnesota D-line is really good. Everson Griffin is a terrific player, and Big V is going to have his hands full. But if that O-line plays the way they played against Atlanta, if it plays the way they can play, I think that is the biggest advantage on offense that the Eagles have over that Minnesota defense, and they're going to need to bring it.
that's another big reason why I feel good about this game, along with Doug Peterson and the fans, the trenches, man. What did Howie Roseman say? He wanted to build this team through the trenches. Mm-hmm. That's the old adage. Games are won and lost in the trenches. We saw it last week against the Falcons. That offensive line was kicking butt, man. They were just ha- they were doing whatever they wanted to that Falcons defense. And this defensive line, they've generated the most pressure in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. Guess who is allowed the third most pressure in the NFL this ooh, year. Ooh, wait, oh, wait, can I guess? Yeah. Is it the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, it is. Case hey! Keenum is the third most pressure quarterback. How did you get that? I had I, 32 Listen, teams. I was trying to rack through them. It's, it's a bold guess, but that's the thing. When I'm looking at this game and people are talking about what the Eagles need to do offensively, and you kind of look at that Vikings defensive line, and Everson Griffin's really good, and I think Linval Joseph is probably really good. better than people realize, yeah, and, too. And Hunter's good, too. I mean, they've got talent on they the line. They do, but... The Seagulls' offensive line is good. Trust those guys. Run behind. Like, those guys, they get paid to, and they're really – I mean, what? Lane Johnson, first-team All-Pro. Jason yeah. Kelsey, same thing. Brandon Brooks has had a great year. Pro Bowl. Uh, Wiz. I mean, Wiz. Last game, Wiz was looking like a Pro Bowler. Yep. And Big V, you know, not a Pro Bowl player, but he can hold, He can be at least be serviceable. Maybe you give him some help with a running back, you know, chip him, uh, a tight end. I think this offensive line – and this defensive line have the chance to once again really dictate the outcome of this game. Yeah, and there's a lot of things to break down, and we will definitely get to it. We want to hear from you, 888-729-9494. All of your calls on the other side, plus we are giving away tickets around 2.30. So be ready for some hunting and pecking on those phone lines, 215-625-6681. Not right now, but at 2.30. Remember that phone number. It's time for a Sue Shelling update. Right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is BGN Radio right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, they can see all of us, baby. They can see every single one of us, even through the dog masks. Oh, it's getting fiery in here. We were just, you know, it almost has that, I don't care if these guys think we're going to kill them in the stands type of thing. We're not, by the way. We're not going to do that. I hope we don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't do it. (laughs) But make them think we will. Yes. I don't care. Like, you want to use that perception? The Fox 9 Minnesota you know, station affiliate that's out there is, uh, you know, just be careful out there. Make sure you don't drink too much blackberry, blackberry brandy. And they're you know, all it's, gang members all in Philadelphia. It's a bunch of gang members. If they if they end up uh, winning, take your clothes off. It's bad out there. <laughs> like, I'm fine. You want to use that? Use that. Yo, hashtag Philly versus everybody. Uh, it is BJ and Redo, 888-729-9494. Hunter has got a championship poem ready for us. Hunter, what's going on, buddy? Hey guys, how are you? I'm good. Before I, before I, before I get to your poem, but my poem, um, uh, I read something the other day that Case Keenum has the lowest QBR in the league when pressured, and the Eagles just are the la- number just one last game, Hunter. Not all season, that- just last game. Last game went under pressure. He had a 5.1 QBR QB rating, but. Over the course of the season, I think it was like 11th or 12th in terms of against pressure. Okay, so it's just, so the 5.1 was just last just game. Just from the Saints game, yep. So, But we have the number one uh, team in pressuring the quarterback, so, you know, that's going to be a key. We talk about the, the line being um, a big factor and, and our defensive line and whatever other pressure uh, that 
uh, Jim Schwartz decides to bring is going to be huge, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Hunter. What, I'm, I'm, I want to hear this poem. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. It was a hard-fought victory, and Atlanta went home. Another loss by a team that plays in a dome. Fletcher Cox stepped up and played like a beast. He chewed up running back like a Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> From first-half struggles for Nikki Six, but the key to the game, he threw no pick. When Jay Ajayi was in the game, he did his thing. Blunt scored the touchdown. The fans started to sing. It was the only touchdown the Eagles would score. As it turned out, they didn't need any more. The stadium was rocking like Christmas Eve. The fans were saying, you got to believe. Julio Jones got his yards, but not the end zone, making fans down in Atlanta sigh and moan. The Vikings game ended in a miracle win. The Saints really took one on the chin. The Minnesota Vikings will be coming to town. The New Orleans Saints left shocked with a frown. The Eagles will be underdogs again this week. Another upset victory is what they will seek. And then it's and then it will be off to the Super Bowl 52 and a parade down Broad Street, which is way overdue. Hey, there it is, Hunter. Good work. Uh, yeah, like, terrific what do we work. think? What do you think, boys? 8.9 out of 10? Oh, terrific, Jai. Yeah. On, a, on a championship poem scale? Oh, yeah. I, I would I would even give it like a, a, a 9.1. 9.1 from the French judge BLG? He's going to say 6.9. You know he is. 6.9. Oh, it's still nice, though. Angelo in Pine Hill. What's up, Angelo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course, man. Thanks for calling. I may be putting the cart a little bit before the horse here, but I heard you guys say something. When I got in the car about you would rather if you would be upset if the Jags won and the Eagles lost. If you would be more hyped but uh, knowing that the Jags beat the Patriots and now you have an opportunity to go face them in the Super Bowl. I would rather play the Patriots. That's yeah, what that's BLG what BLG was saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. And it's o- it's only because in order to beat the Jacksonville defense and every team that has beaten them this year has had team speed on offense. And if there's one thing this offense lacks, it is team speed. A little bit, but the only way I would feel great about it is, again, the same things defensive line can go out there, and although they have a historic sack rate, you can run all day on those guys. Absolutely. Well, that, that, I don't know if you can run all day. It used to be that, but when they traded for Darius, their run defense kind of got, got a little better. better. Got it got better. better. Didn't, yeah. be, didn't become great. It definitely fixed I some mean, things. I mean, for what it's worth, they just gave up 42 points to Pittsburgh. They gave up 44 to Jimmy Jesus. I mean, they got a well, – uh, in, that, in, that, in that 49ers game, they weren't – you know, they were already locked in as the three seed, so it wasn't sure. like they were going all out. Yeah, it's just not uh, – I mean, I think the Jaguars will eventually were, be for a – what it's worth, locked that? into the three seed for that Niners game. I think the game after oh, yeah, they no, were locked if they, in. If they won they, that, they, they would still If they still won matter. that game, they yeah. still would have had a chance to get the two seed. Yeah, they were still playing right, for well, something. That was the anyway, game that knocked them I, out. I, I, I don't it. mind the Patriots either because that would be a better storyline. Yeah. Well, even with the storyline, I just think their offense has a greater chance of scoring more points on the Patriots than they do on the Jags. I, I will. Yeah, I but will to always... flip it around, the <laughs> Patriots' offense has a much better chance to score points on the Eagles' defense than yeah. the Jaguars' offense. So you know, I get what he's saying, but like, I think blow out the strength is how I'm, I always look at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Know? I mean, like, let like let's be real. I'm with BLG from a from a you know wanting to beat the Patriots standpoint. The narrative standpoint certainly says Patriots. Let's be real. All right. Mm-hmm. If you have a choice of who's a a better matchup for the Eagles, it's Blake Borders and the Jaguars. It's good. If, uh, Phil, real quick, what's up, Phil? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. We're doing great. What's on your mind, bud? Uh, I'm, I'm just completely fired up for this game. I can't wait. Uh, I'm just counting down the minutes to this game. Um, basically, I think how many minutes we down. got left, Phil? 
You know what? I, I wish I could tell you maybe uh, 10000 or so. He's yeah. too excited. He can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I think it's going to come down to a walk-off field goal um, from about the 50-yard line. Eagles are going to win the game. Um, I was at the game last week, and it was uh, it was unbelievable. I had the great tickets, 50-yard line, front row, behind the Eagles bench. Wow. And, I mean, just see – Nick Foles on the sideline. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to, him and the defense. And the way he just seemed, like, really confident and cool and calm. I mean, it's just on the sideline warming up while the defense was on the field. I was like, look at this guy. He, he's, a different, he's a different guy right now. Like, I was really worried after the last three games of the season. I just, you know, I was a, I was a naysayer. I'll be honest with you. I said, this guy's going to. Going to choke, and then you weren't the man, only one. You're Phil. talking. You're you're in the trust tree with the three others who were saying <laughs> that. Yeah, you know. And then when that Falcons game started creeping up, I said, you know what? I, I for some reason I just I think we're going to win this game, and I feel even more confident this week. Um, you know, it, and I, it's just, just a vibe, right, Phil? Like I, I know that we can nitpick and we and just like I was saying, like we can overanalyze all this stuff and try and find the holes. There's going to be something stupid that wins this football game. Like Marcus Johnson will be activated and all of a sudden he has a hundred yards and two touchdowns and something like or Eric Wright or whoever it is is going to have a game that we're not expecting. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, I think that if um I know the defense is going to step up. That's I'm not even concerned about that. If Nick Foles can manage the game and not do anything stupid I think we were going to win the game, you know. As um, I said, Phil, if he can give you that second half for four quarters, Super Bowl. And we're all feeling it. We're going to keep feeling it, too. 888-729-9494. Want to hear from all of you. How are you feeling about going into Sunday? A big thank you to the big K-Dog, Kevin Keenan, for producing the first ever. Motion Kravitz coming in next. This is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Uh, come on. Uh, come on. Uh, you smell that? Oh, boy, do you uh, smell that? Come on. That is six million people waiting, chomping at the bit for this game to start at 640. And I've said it all week. I can't wait to see what that crowd's like at 640 and 30 seconds when that ball goes off. Because, man, oh, man, man. Oh, my God. If they win the coin flip and they defer and the defense comes out for the first possession. Boy. Oh, God. I just, I just, (laughs) I can feel it in my blood. I can feel it in my bones. I, I And the craziest thing that we've been talking about for the last hour, it's BGN Radio, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee, Gouton Editor-in-Chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, plus your phone calls at 888-729-9494. I am so impressed with the city that is it in lockstep with one another. I, and, and maybe I'm crazy. I don't remember one collective breath of feeling this confident in a football game, not even going back to, like, I, I hate to even mention it, but that thing with Joe Jervish is happening. Mm-hmm. Everybody was confident with that. I don't remember it feeling like this, though. Uh, that's the last time I think it felt close to this. It was it was different. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the type of feeling. Obviously not the best reference for it. But it was, <laughs> I know. I didn't want to say but, it, but no, I'm but saying no, it. But yeah. that was a completely different situation because that we felt so confident because we should have felt confident. The Eagles were the better team. They were a favorite. You know, all that stuff, that cold, all the whole thing played in. It said it. But this time it's like the opposite situation where 
We in this city are confident. We feel it because we know this team. We see this team. We know this fan base. We saw what this fan base can do last week, the effect they can have on a game. People outside this city don't get that. They don't know that. So people outside this city are like, oh, the Vikings, oh, they're going to come in and they're going to beat the Eagles. They're a better team. None of that matters. This Eagles team, as you said, John, is a team. Like, there is something special happening down at the NovaCare Complex. And when you bring in this fan base, this rabid fan base with dog masks on and all the craziness of Sunday night in the NFC Championship game, like, I, I, you see a lot of people, what was that t- the tweet that's out there people are ripping on where it's like, oh, the Minnesota Vikings know what they're walking into. No, they don't. <laughs> they have, they no, have idea. no idea yeah. what they're walking They've never, none of those guys have ever walked into a stadium like they're going to walk into on Sunday night. It's going to be awesome. There's a fine line between being cocky and being confident, and I think the Eagles are in that confident area. I don't see it as overconfidence and and something ridiculous like that. I think it's just a really a confident mindset. Uh, I even think maybe this isn't the best comparison, so actually I'm not going to bring it. I was going to say the Seahawks, like the Seahawks when they were winning titles, it wasn't. There's, I don't you know, think that's a bad example. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, Richard Sherman. Well, I mean, Richard Sherman maybe. It's like it's a like, little swag, but yeah, like, but like, but not like jerk swag. It's like right. It's, we know our job. We swag. believe exactly. in ourselves, and that's another thing this team has going for them. I've been talking about the four reasons I feel confident with Doug and the fans and the trenches. This team, we talk about Carson Wentz having an it factor, and that very much being a real thing and and something that's very subjective. You can't quantify it. It's not a stat. This team has an it factor. They just do. This year, we say it all the time. It's been said a lot now, but it's true. This year feels different. It feels like a different year. It doesn't feel like all those other years where you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. It's like, no, there are things here that you can actually believe in and have confidence and feel good about, and the Eagles are going to win tomorrow. Yeah, and that, that that's, again, the key you just mentioned, and they are going to win tomorrow, the the believing in thing, and, and you guys know I've said this at a trillion times since we started this podcast over four years ago. I am like the all time believer in the nobody believes in us thing as a motivational thing. I always bring it up. I'm obsessed with it. We have that here. Like this is a team where nobody else believes in them, but those guys in that locker room and obviously this city has gotten behind them, but like they are using that. They are looking at that disrespect and the doubters and all that. And it is fueling them. And I think that is an incredible, incredibly important motivational factor. I think it makes a huge difference. And I, I like the fact that those guys believe in themselves is all that matters. And and I really do think that that's going to play out. So uh, if, if for those that are from Minnesota that might be listening to this fine program here, let me just draw it out. Cause I know things travel a little slower down there. <laughs> so if we take a Venn diagram of confidence, and then we also take a Venn diagram of a uh, cocky, uh, you won't necessarily see anybody in the cocky ring, but more or less, the things that are right in between uh, there. So it certainly wouldn't be a non-self-awareness or certainly a uh, a non-braggadocious or bravado or whatever it is. It's just we know that these guys are going to do their job. Did you get all that? Did you write that down? Okay, fantastic. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Let's go to Sean in Lehigh Valley. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. Hey, listen, I, I, I am super jacked up for this game, but there is one thing that I've paid attention to over the last 14 years that I really need to caution everybody on hoping, hoping to play the Patriots for I'm what sure will be called the revenge game for two (laughs) weeks. If you, if you get this book, it's a very short read. You can get on your Amazon Kindle. It's called Spygate, the untold truth. 
There is one guy that can beat the Eagles. He's the same guy that beat him in 2004. He's the same guy that beat the Panthers, the Rams, the Falcons, everybody else. His name is Ernie Adams. He's still there. And I'm telling you right now, unless we disguise our signals, just like Chip Kelly did in his last year when we played them and whooped them, <laughs> it, it's, it's a nightmare, just like what they did to the Falcons last year. We're going to see history repeating itself. I personally, I'm hoping the Jaguars somehow beat them. I don't even want to contend with that because I would rather play a, a game that where there's no cheating involved, where the best team wins. So, I, well, Sean, Sean just, just so you know, here's here's what will happen. If the, I'll make a promise to you right now, if the Patriots do win and the Eagles go on and face them in the Super Bowl, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Celtic Pride, but we'll go get Ernie and we'll tape him up. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just lock him in so he can't be a part of it, and then there's nobody can steal six. Can I be Dan easy. Stern? Or... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that? I, I never. I, yeah, I never seen that movie. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to see that movie. But... No, yeah, I but think Sean, you're fine. I, I, I wouldn't think be. You're fine I understand. And uh, thanks for plugging Amazon Kindle as uh, you know, sure. it's, a, it's a fine product. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, because if you get to be Stern, that means I get to be Dan Aykroyd. Exactly. That's fantastic by me. Let's go to uh, Kirk and Rosin. What's up, Kirk? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing great, man. You know, I'm an older Eagles fan. Been to Franklin Field, been to the vet. Through all the years of the Eagles, the dog bone carrying crowd, <laughs> a total fanatic. One thing I have got to say is, are people like you who do what you do, our younger generation, because that's what I consider you guys, our Eagle fan base is in the best of hands because you have the passion the same you remind me of when I was 24 mm -hmm. and you know what this is our time and I'm going to be snapping the horns off uh, Viking helmets <laughs> and drinking my beer out of them <laughs> this is going to be awesome they have no idea what they're going to face and if you'll let me give this will be the, this is how the game I see unfolded as a long time fan hit us with it Kirk the defense is going to put up two touchdowns Nick Foles is going to throw a TD pass to Nelson Aguilar, mm -hmm. and we're going to get a field goal. Only thing Minnesota is going to get is a couple, three field goals, 24-9. This wow. is going to be awesome, it. and that place is going to be rocking from the beginning to the very end. Adam, yeah, Kirk, I'm, I'm fired up just hearing you saying that. And by the way, the only reason why it's in good hands is because of the people that placed it before us. We learned from you. We learned from how to get into the city, into the mind and the brain of this Eagles team, the front office, the fan base. We all learned it from you. So if you're going to say the great energies in the younger generation, give yourself credit, too, because we certainly wouldn't be this rabid and this pumped up for this game if it wasn't for you guys. So let's go to Darren in South Philly. What's up, Darren? Yo, D. What's up, Salsa? What's up, Johnny? Uh, to answer that question, there is 1,710 minutes and 19 <laughs> seconds to cook out. Let's get this. Let's go, and Dave. To all I these love Vikings it. fans that are coming in here, I just got to imitate Philly's best comic. No, no, they not ready. They not ready. No, pineapples. But anyway, I'm excited. I can't wait to see Fletcher Cox. I mean, this is where he earns his name and proves to everybody around the league he's worth $100 million. And Denny Jernigan, I see Fletcher having two sacks, Brandon having a sack and a half, and Jernigan finishing it off and taking Case Keenum out in the third, third quarter with a concussion for his second sack of the day. And then the, he just let a, a giant blunt run it down their throat. 
I hope and so, man. I think that, yeah, the, the lightning and thunder needs to kind of come about here. And I don't know. Do you guys want – do you want Blunt, the second guy up, or would you rather have Corey Clement for this defense? Because I think here, Clement – here, 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 Here's what I want. If it's from the five-yard in, I want Blunt. Yeah. And people are like, no, he didn't do it great this year. That's the problem because we weren't using him right. If you give him from five yards in and you let a giant Clement do all the work other than that, Blunt's going to – Wear you down and score. That's just what he's. That's what he's here for. He's not here to be our future back. He's here to be the goal line situation to put points on the board, and that's what they should have done in the beginning of the year, and that's what they should do now. I, I Darren, I Darren, I completely agree with that, and I don't know if it's a, a wear you out type of game. I think if it's again, like we're saying, with the tempo mm-hmm. and getting that going, wearing them out first in the breath and then punch them with blunt later on. They might not have the luxury to do that, but I'd still want them to try. I agree with you, but I do think, uh, and look, we've all talked a lot about Nick Foles and all that. They're going to have to make some throws. Uh, You know, you're not going to just be able to run the ball down Minnesota's throat. They are way too good a run defense. You know, I I don't know. We've seen Peterson be able to scheme some stuff up and the O-line is great, but Foles is going to have to make some throws. The way to beat Minnesota, look, generally coming in, you have to play to your strengths, but Minnesota's past defense is not as good as Minnesota's run defense. Yeah, and I, I look back to the Panthers game when they, you know, Jonathan Stewart did run over the Pan- or over the Vikings. I, and I think you look at the Vikings' home road home splits. Ro- does matter. Allowing 112 yards per game, rushing yards per game on the road as opposed to like 55 at home. So, you know, they, their run defense hasn't been as good on the road. I do agree with your point, though, James, about needing that big play in the passing game. This We've talked about the Alshon Jeffrey game all year, and he's had some good moments. Yeah, he's yeah. A great. He point. was good last week. I yeah. mean, like probably a little bit underrated too. He didn't totally. hit 100 yards, but he made some really crucial catches in that game. Obviously, the one to set up the field goal, thanks to the scoreboard operator too. Um, but- By the way, real quick, real quick, they, 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 those are not local operators yeah. during the playoffs. Just yeah. so people know, I've heard oh, a lot yeah. of people I say that. Saying that. It is just- not a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle like normal Listen, guy. It calm is a guy- down, Mike Pereira. So, right, exactly. Just chill out. And also for that one, that one was way less egregious than yeah. the. Pay- I mean, that looked like there was a. I think there was a legit second there. But um, I think this is the moment we need to see him have that fu kind of catch. Like John yeah. and I saw that in in uh, OTAs. We saw. So many Carson times. Carson Wentz, throw it up. And I know, all right, so Carson's not here, but Nick Foles, can. Th- we've seen him throw jump sure. passes to Riley Cooper, who's yep. worse, way worse. Yep. And we saw Alshon Jeffrey in OTAs just go up and catch that ball right over Rizul Douglas's head and moss him and then get the ball and spike it into the ground. Like, I want to see that. He can do that. We've seen him do it before. We need that kind of big play tomorrow on Sunday. I agree with you. And he has had some decent games against Xavier Rhodes, not – you know, awesome against Rhodes, but he's had great yeah. games against the Vikings. Going back to the defense uh, uh, from the the Vikings' perspective, the one thing that the Eagles are going to have to do a good job of not getting into third and longs, not just because of Foles. This Vikings defense, I bet you Mays brought this up last night because he's harped on it, like historically great on third down, 25% on third down is the time that offenses get a first down on third down against them. It is it is an amazing third down. You know what's crazy about that defense, too, is just I can't. Well, first of all, he also brought up the Jim Johnson connections because you're double A gap blitzing. It looks the same. Maybe they'll just bring four. Maybe they'll bring in all eight, six, five. You're constantly guessing if they're in that rhythm. And like you were talking about, BLG, if they know and they can read that pre-snap and, you know, they're going to try and play that chess match with you. The other crazy thing is they put both of their safeties right there on the line. They go, we're not letting you pass this stuff. 
we have so much confidence in Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes and that safety core that we will test you. Go ahead and try and throw the deep ball because yep. you're not going to be able to get there. To your point, BLG, Xavier Rhodes needs to look like, well, I want to curse, but I can't. Needs to look like a little <laughs> meh, meh, uh, against <laughs> against that guy because he's had that and he's done that before. And I know it's tough with Nikki Foles, but give me six or seven 50-50 balls at some point. Throughout the game, I think that's somewhere right around there is what you're going to need to go out there and and make some plays. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he does have a size advantage, and we have seen taller receivers do a good job against Xavier Rhodes this year. A couple guys, Mike Evans had a good game against him. There are guys who can, you know, have a good game against Xavier Rhodes. He's not like a a shutdown, lockdown guy. He's just a really, really good cornerback. All right, let's go back to the phones, 888-729-9494. we got about 15 minutes before we give some tickets away to this game. We'll uh, we'll tell you how. Right after we talk to our good friend, Bernie the Cop. What's up, Bernie? One-on-one, baby. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. What's up, Bernie? Hey, what's up, baby? We're going to win tomorrow. I'll be there. I'm going to get there about 1 p.m., so I'll look you up. Let's do this. Jet roll out. That's where we'll be. Yes. want to send a shout-out to my dear friend, uh, Captain uh, Lutorno from Angel 45, that 1420 since New York. He got killed in the house fire, passed oh, away. It's terrible uh, news. Last week, and um, he was a dear friend of mine. I brought him and his lady, his girlfriend, to their first game a last couple of months ago when we played Arizona. He was on the field with me, got into the club level, and uh, they just done a wonderful job treating us good. He passed away after that. His co workers were there last week. And the Eagles done a wonderful job. I just wanted to thank WIP, the Eagles, and my friend. He's looking down on us, and we're going to win tomorrow. Go, Bernie. I hope they win for him, Bernie. Thank you so much, man. And that's, uh, yeah, that's really, that's a, that's a tough thing to go through. And I'm glad that um, you can have some uplifting. And, um, you know, the Eagles, this station, everybody that kind of does that really does a great job of, of digging in there. That's another kind of underrated aspect of this team, right? Like they all, it, from front office to players yeah. to everybody, I, I there has been definitely a lot of people that have been involved with this community. Mm-hmm. I heard Trey Thomas on the Marks and Reese show just say like, "Man, he's like these guys are setting up libraries and you know giving away yeah. their paychecks." He's like, "All I did was install a water cooler in my house." <laughs> I was like, I, well, "I felt so bad. Like I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough." And these guys, especially with between Carson and Nick Foles, like you've seen them kind of everywhere get into people's lives. I was reading a ringer piece. Yes. Uh, and I forgot it was Tanya, right? Was, uh, was, yeah, Tanya Hubbard. Was it. was talking about how she worked at Budokan and they just looked in like he had a sixth sense and was I think there's Nick I Foles. think there's more. Yeah, Nick Foles. I she think was waiting on him. More in you, my dear. <laughs> and you have dreams. And she's like, Yeah, I, I do. And now she's working for the ringer. And that's like and plus he left two hundred dollars on a hundred fifty dollar check, my which man. is monster. My man. Tip- as a as a man who's waited many, 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 <laughs> many, many tables, I, I, I love and respect that. Plus, I mean, I've told you guys I worked for the Eagles for three years when Nick was there. One of the nicest people I met there. But John, just to your point, this is a team full of good dudes, like good yeah. people, like Chris Long, like people like that, Malcolm Jenkins, people you can really root for. We root we talked a ton about like, you know, the the Joe Mixon thing before the draft, all this, like the type of guys you want, Zeke Elliott, like the type of guys you want to be able to root for. Not only is this a great team and a fun team to root for, but it's a bunch of good dudes. Absolutely. And they're here one game away from the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Let's go to Brian in Central Jersey. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. What's on your mind? Uh, I was just thinking about the other day how crazy it would be if the uh, the game really hinged on Derek Barnett. 
because yes. yeah, like like Bradford has to come in and Barnett sacks him or something. How great would that be? Oh my God! I mean, that's all I've been thinking about. I'm like, you guys keep. I mean, everybody's saying Brandon Graham needs to get pressure. Brandon Graham needs to get pressure. Oh, he will. What, yeah. Well, I know he will. But what if Barnett has like a strip sack for a freaking oh, touchdown? Oh my God! Yeah. What if that's the first play, Brian? <laughs> What if the first play is they? It's Case Keenum on a quick, you know, three to five step drop, and then all of a sudden, wham, and the ball pops out and he runs it in for a touchdown. That would be amazing. And then we beat Sam Bradford for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, like you just, yeah, like that injures Case Keenum and in comes Sam Bradford. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody. Not that I want up. that to happen. I'm not wishing injury. I'm just saying in a in a in a thing in a scenario which could happen. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Just, yeah, just tweak his ankle or something, you know. But uh, yeah, no, I was just thinking about that and. Uh, on top of that, I want, I'm from the uh, the same city as, uh, well, town as Malcolm Jenkins. I've met him a few times. Awesome. He's a stand-up guy, Piscataway, New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say go Birds. I just yeah, thought abs- that was a abs- funny little twist of the game. John, yeah, real, real quick, Brian. really quickly, I just got word from Minnesota Radio is ripping you for saying Sam Bradford, uh, they want, you know, oh. Case Keenum get hurt and all that. Oh, they're, okay. they're ripping you right now for okay, that. Okay, good. No, that's, just so you know. That's fantastic. I'm glad that they're... <laughs> You know, really tuned in, and we uh, we appreciate it because, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun here on Saturdays. We're going to keep having fun. We're going to roll through your phone calls. Plus, coming up at 2.30, write this down. I'm going to say it slowly. 215-625-6681. 215-625-6681. When you hear the alarm go off, the call that. You get a chance to win tickets to tomorrow's game. We'll have the winner on the air. We'll go crazy together. This is BGN Radio, and it is on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Much like Def Leppard was the underdogs of rock and roll, the Eagles will roll into their own house the same way. Do you know they're, uh, like, touring and uh, putting albums together and all that stuff? No, yeah. really? Is uh, the not, one, not really one hyped arm, for that. one-arm drummer still going? Still there. So impressive watching that guy drum. is what's amazing. That, what's that old bad joke? What has uh, eight arms and sucks, Def Leppard or something like that? It's a very uh, terrible joke. No, I don't even know why. <laughs> I just said uh, but that's but it not... would be like seven arms, right? Because eight would be the right number. Yeah, something. something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Like, I couldn't remember if there's like <laughs> no, another one-arm guitar player in Def Leppard or whatever. That was uh, a win right there. It right? was a win. It is. Uh, speaking of winning, it's BGN Radio uh, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now, we're going to play Don't Call Yet, but if you hear this sounder. The dogs being out, you want to call 215-625-6681. It will get you a pair of tickets to tomorrow's game, courtesy of Santander Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, 215-625. Not yet. 6681. As soon as you hear the dogs, uh, call that number and try to come to this game uh, with us. Let's go to our good friend, Quinn in Reading. What's up, Quinn? Yo, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? Doing great, man. Yeah, yo, I so I love that this town is embracing the underdog mentality. It might be my favorite thing so far, other than the amazing, you know, first few what fourteen games of Wentz. Like, yeah, it just embodies this city so well. Totally agree with you. 
And it's so fun. Like, I love the fact that every other fan base doesn't like us. Like, that makes me like us more. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting how that happened throughout the week, Queen, because I was like, all right, we're fine, we're cool, whatever. And then there was something, you know, right towards the end, they had to do it. They had to, they had to start to, <laughs> to take little jabs here and there. And then, you know, I think that the, the thing that bothers me the most out of all of it is that Fox 20, Fox 9 report I, it, it, in Minnesota. Because it's, it's just so uninformed and ignorant. It's, it's so ignorant terrible. is what it is. It just, it, it spreads Makes you want to roll truth. your eyes. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really does. And like... Uh, if you are the the setup was they're selling a trip out there that goes that flies out at eight a.m. and returns at one a.m. for seven hundred dollars. And as a business person, you look at that and go, "Hey, I'm selling you this thing. By the way, you might get beat up if they win. I need seven hundred dollars." Like, what a terrible marketing tool that was, Quinn. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. One hundred percent right. But yeah, I just I love it. I love the underdog. I like that we don't want you to like us. We're fine with it. I feel confident in Doug's game plan. I expect that we're going to win. It's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait to listen to you guys on the post-game show after we win. Oh, man. Quinn, oh, man. Quinn, if that happens, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do, especially if it's, well, like, if it's a close game and they end up pulling it off. Oof. Oh, man, is it going to be really exciting? If they blow them out, there is going, you want to see some bravado, Minnesota. I'm going to show you some bravado that goes on and, and hits it right there. So that's that's part of it. And uh, I, I just, you know, uh, I, when you, when we're talking about all this thing, um, that that's kind of what we have. Oh, whoa. hey, hey, there it is, there it is. Call in right now, two one five six two five six six eight one two one five six two five six six eight one. If you were wearing a pair of tickets to tomorrow's game, brought to you by Santander Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's in the meantime. Uh, let's go to Ruth, who also has a, a phenomenal song ready for us Ooh. that I'm, I'm ready to hear. What's up, Ruth? Yes. Hey, Ruth. Yes. Yes, dear. You got a song for us? Yes, I do. Oh. It's called Eagle Fever. Lay it Excellent. on us. Hit it. All right. Hut one. Hut two. Say, Eagle fans, hold your hands up. Hut one. Hut two. Say, Eagle fans, now stand up. We were down, but now we're back. Eagle's team is right on track. This is Philadelphia's year to shine. So look out, because Philly's going to kick your behind. Because <laughs> Eagle Fever's going around. People coming in from all over town. So watch the Eagles play tonight. We're going to the Super Bowl, and this is right. Eagles, your hometown is so proud of you. Your team brings honor to Philly. It's true. You play a good game, and you do your best. And with a coach like Doug Peterson, I think he, I think we're blessed. Hey! Who glide through the storm, you too will carry on with character and charm. We've got team spirit, and we're here to say, welcome, Vikings, and now let's play. We miss you, Carson Wentz, and we love you too, but this team's going to roll with Nick Foe to the Super Bowl. And just yes! like the Eagles, no. through the storm he glides... When our Eagles get the victory, we do the electric slide. Oh, woogie, woogie, woogie. Oh, yes. That's electric. Great job, Ruth. There you go, I Ruth. I got the Eagles fever right now. We love it, Ruth. I, that's, that's a strong see, word. There's been, there's been poems. There's been songs. There's just been a ton of energy uh, in this in this building and in this city uh, throughout the entire time here. I Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm, I'm – maybe we – it's not even a, a – I don't know. Like, what what is kind of the the matchup 
that we are most excited about to see in this game tomorrow? Uh, well, I mean, I think on the field is something different. Like I said, I think Peterson versus Zimmer for me is the, the number one thing I'm most excited to see, the kind of stuff that he does from a defensive perspective against the, the masterful coaching we've seen from Peterson. But in terms of on the field, I think we've we've hit on it. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like almost becoming cliche to say it, but it's just the truth. It's Fletcher Cox against those guards in that center. Pat Eflin, uh, you know, nice player there. Uh, but outside of that, you know, Mike Remmers, uh, they have guys that you can really take advantage of, of on the interior of the line. Fletcher Cox has to, again, dominate this game, and I think he can. I'm really interested to see how these corners do against the wide receivers because these wide receivers are really good and everyone's assuming they're going to get theirs. And guess what? They're probably going to have some success against this defense because those those receivers, Thielen, Diggs, both of them can do just about anything. But these Eagles corners, especially last week, I mean, they're battling. They go out and battle. They're not the best corners in the league, but they can make a big play. I think we could see a pick six from Jalen Mills or Ronald Darby. I think they could step up and make a big play and go from maybe it's a game where they're giving up some of those chunk plays too, and you're like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden, Ronald Darby just jumps her out, boom, pick six. I mean, if you score a defensive touchdown in this game, that'd be huge. Let's go to uh, John and Cherry Hill. What's up, John? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Well, first, uh, you know, the mentality of Phil, I grew up in Philadelphia. I was born uh, in Northeast Philly. I live in South Jersey now, but the mentality of Philadelphians and especially my friends, I could care less what you think of me. Yeah. And I could care less what any of these other teams care about what we think on their opinions. You know, it, that's, that's the whole mantra of this team. They're just focused on what we feel about them. And that's it. That's all they need. And I, I completely agree with you, John. It's not necessarily like, well, it is kind of Philly versus everyone in, in that regard. And, we yeah, know absolutely. we know what we are. We know who we are. We don't need to be told, right. like, hey, you're this, you're that, you're whatever. Um, that, uh, and Yeah, you're absolutely right, John. We don't really care what anybody no. kind of thinks about us. No, also, uh, just in regards to uh, the game itself, uh, I noticed the, the last game, the Vikings, the second half, the defense was coming off the field gassed. Um, I think if the diversity of uh, coaches' play calls really can wear them down enough that the second half is just going to be – a dink and dunk kind of game. They're just going to run train on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're talking like what the the the, the, the Viking, on the, from the Vikings offensive standpoint. You mean? No, no. As far as the, the Vikings defense, it came. They were coming off the field gas towards the end of the game against the Saints, and you could really capitalize on that with the diversity of of a uh, you know the play calling that we have. Oh yeah, on, a- on, absolutely, on absolutely, John. I, I think that's that's kind of what we're all looking for. I mean, that is exactly. Uh, what you want to see uh, with this. And uh, let's go to our, our winner. Uh, the congratulations to Mr. Or I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Pat, but Pat uh, Capasso, is that right? Pat Capasso. Capasso. Uh, you have just won tickets to the Eagles game tomorrow, courtesy of Santander <laughs> Bank, the official I, bank of the Philadelphia oh Eagles. God. Pat, how you feeling, bud? Well, I can't believe it because I have season tickets. But my wife is dealing with breast cancer, so I sold them for the whole year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my and goodness. I know. And then I, I was just driving home, and I heard it on the radio, and I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my I'll, goodness. I'll buy it. I'll try it. Oh. So I, so, Pat, this oh could not God. have worked out much better, man. We are so happy. How's oh. your wife doing? She's doing fine. She just has some radiation to do, but God bless her. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. She's going <laughs> to well, die. I just Pat, hope my uh, – I think something, someone was looking down on this one here, Pat. I, right. You know, this is awesome. Oh, 
My God, is there a number that I can call back later? Because I don't know if I gave them my right. We're gonna we're gonna like, put you on hold. We're yeah, gonna yeah, get I'll put you on hold. Make sure it's all there, bud. Our producer Mosh will grab everything. I'll grab your phone number. Make sure that we can get back in touch with you for sure. Oh, great! Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Pat. That's awesome. Go, all right, yeah, go, go, birds. go birds indeed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man, I was so too quick because I wanted to make sure you get those eagles. To, what a story! Wow, that's awesome. what's awesome, it? man. See, like, shout out to Santander. I mean, they like yeah. like just the opportunity. I mean, we're just three schlubs talking on the radio love the eagles start a podcast whatever it is like the opportunity for thank you to them for giving us the opportunity to to send someone to this game and, and for it to work out for something Especially like for that. that like uh yeah when you when you do the do the right thing yep. and you give up your season tickets to take care of your wife it's an obvious thing that everybody does bring a little joy back to an eagles fan like that man i'm man. like welling up here yeah like me that. too like that's that's pretty outstanding i'm so glad that we were here for uh for pat to take that call uh, and and get him to this game. That's amazing. Let's go to uh, Bill in Mayfair. What's up, Bill? Yeah, coming at you live from the hub, Frankfurt and Cobbin, baby. <laughs> I love it. Have you, yeah, Bill? Have you seen what what everybody's saying about you know the, the don't <laughs> don't park in between South and the stadium on on Broad Street? Look out for everybody that's on Cobbin. I'm feeling it, buddy. Uh, you know, I've been coming to these uh, events not too often, but often enough that it just kind of gives you a little a little teaser. Since 1974, when the Flyers won, I was about 10 or 11. So I remember we used to climb on the roof at the Beneficial <laughs> Bank and go up there and, and raise a, a ruckus. But we did have some fun up here, and hopefully... Hopefully, we can do it again. And I also want to uh, invite the folks from Minnesota, all joking aside. I mean, I know we, uh, we talk a lot of trash and we kid around and all, but folks in Minnesota are great. I lived in Duluth for a while. Oh, so my I know God. That. Bill, that is so great. I, I can't tell you how many times I spent in Duluth just out of business and other things. Yeah, they're, they're real good people up there. How incredible is that drawbridge and the town yeah. itself? It's kind of like uh, New Hope on steroids. Yeah, exactly. A, exactly. Yeah, but but uh, I welcome the fans from Minnesota. Obviously, if we were going there, I would hope that uh, they would open their doors. Like, oh, they definitely would. And Bill, they've like it's so funny because as much as I was making fun of them, and it's really just one guy in particular, but the entire Vikings fan base is really awesome and welcoming, and they all. Literally just said, "Hey man, if this thing's works out for you guys, we're all rooting for you. Come and stay in the house. Uh, you know, we got you covered. It's it's pretty awesome, right? But uh, I, I want to give you um, my hero. I think what's going to happen is going to be obviously a close game. However, it's going to go over. The whole world's betting the under. Yeah, you know, the over under is like thirty eight or something. Yeah, yeah, it's some thirty nine really right now. Number. Yeah, but uh, I have a feeling it's going to be." Uh, the birds win by two or three, and it's going to be like a twenty-eight, twenty-six game somewhere along those lines. Yeah, I, I could, I could definitely see that happen. Bill, everybody's like, "Oh, it's going to be." I've been saying all week, it's going to be this Big Ten punt fest, and all of a sudden, it's just like, "Oh no!" It's, it hits the over before the second quarter, or something <laughs> like that. So, when we get back, it is championship NFL picks time with Sean Brace from Fox Twenty Nine, and of course, PhillyInfluencer.com, right here. BGN Radio, Sports Radio, 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
Yeah, that promo, man, that made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> not, not my favorite. Mighty. Not, not my, my favorite. favorite. BGN Radio. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Good God. Uh, let's go to our good friend to get us out of that from PhillyInfluencer.com from Fox 29, our favorite friend, Mr. Sean Bray. Sean, what's happening, pal? <laughs> my favorite crew, the hardest working crew in football. Boys, championship Sunday is yes! upon us. Are you ready? I am so, so ready, Sean. And Sean, because uh, of time, I want to get your thoughts on everything. But let us right now get to the NFC championship NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL picks are brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park, where you can watch and wager all of the action tomorrow. Uh, The uh, Casino at Delaware Park is a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery. You must be 21 to play, but you do not have to be 21 to watch. Where are we heading to first? We are heading up to the what will soon be known as the old Philadelphia Foxborough, New England. As the New England Patriots hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom Brady's hand in a bath of of uh, avocados and TB12 <laughs> stuff and all that right now to be ready for Sunday. It looks like he'll play the Patriots line going down a little bit because of it. The Patriots, a seven and a half point home favorite over the Jags, Mr. Brace. Yeah, this is this is I can't believe I'm starting off with this. Thing. <laughs> but but I'm just telling you, this defense is is ferocious. We know about the secondary. We know a little bit about those linebackers. But those front four, that's how you get after Brady or whoever the quarterback may be. That's how you beat the Patriots. Uh, I put my bet in a couple days ago, so give me nine and a half, okay? I want the extra two. Give me the (laughs) Jags. Give me the Jags. They go up there, and they cover that point spread. Ah! Ring the bell! is crazy. I don't care if it's nine and a half, seven and a half, 20 and a half, whatever. The Patriots, Foxborough, all this BS about Brady's hand, about, you know, the, the, the Seth Wickersham article, it's all fuel for those maniacs up in New England. I think they win. I think they win it handily. I don't think Blake Bortles can do anything against the Bill Belichick coach defense. Give me the Patriots. Oh, ring that ish again, baby. <laughs> I don't care if Tom Brady hurt his hand on a weight or punching a horse or whatever he's into. <laughs> This Jags, he's never seen anything like it. Jalen Ramsey's going to have Gronk out of that game in the first quarter. That's how they're going to win, BLJ. One more ring of the bell for me. Yes! Belichick, Brady, Eagles are going to play him in the Super Bowl. Uh, Let us get to the main dance here, Mr. Shelton. We are heading to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. Come to Jetro a lot before the game. Say hi to me and Bartrand. We'll be doing a little pregame Dogs, Bud Light, all that good stuff. Oh, it's going to be wild. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be eating. We're going to have fun. But the Eagles open up at three and a half. It has moved to three. It has stayed there like a rock. The Minnesota Vikings, the disrespect, a three-point road favorite here in Philly, Mr. Brace. Yeah, you just nailed it, James Seltzer. The word is disrespect, and that's all I'm saying. It's just disrespectful. It was disrespectful for the Vegas odd makers to say the Falcons were going to do it at the link. I'm sorry. That Cowboy game didn't count. The Eagles went undefeated this year at home, and they're going to stay with that trend. They're going to win this game outright. All right? You can take those points. I don't need them. Eagles come out on top. I'm going 23-17. 23-17 from Sean Brace. I'm actually not mad at Vegas. I'm mad at the dumb betting public for the last two weeks who have slammed the Falcons, 
who have slammed the Vikings because you guys are idiots if you think 69000 worth of underdog masks are going to be on here. It's a lock. Lock it in. 16 12. The birds are going to the bowl, baby. You know that I'm not ringing the bell. You know what I'm giving you? I'm giving you some of these right here because the underdogs are winning. The Eagles are going to win on Sunday. Minnesota has no idea what it's walking into. Joe Giglio coined it the underdog pound, and that's what it's going to be on Sunday. 19 to 10. The Eagles are going to win, and they're going to cover easily. Easy win for the Eagles. Hey, uh, ESPN. 1500 you said we might not beat your team but we'll beat you up no you had it backwards my friends. <laughs> we won't beat you up but we will beat your team eagles win 17 16 sean brace when you on fox 29 next my friend uh hey man uh big one big one after the game i'll be on the field and uh hopefully running around getting celebration reactions all that uh but even if they even if it's the other way i'll be out there as well so please just keep the game locked on fox 29 i'll be out there will do my friend thank you so much and we will hopefully hopefully be talking to the next two weeks (laughs) to the bowl uh i gotta say uh that we are in a moment which we have not been in in quite a while gang we are all gathered in one breath with arguments for the last three weeks on what Nick Foles is and what he is not. And today I stand here before you amongst this fan base and amongst this city to say we were still right. We all believed. Larry Poff texted me as we're on the air and said, don't worry about it, baby, because Doug Peterson is still our baby. Listen, we can have a lot of disagreements. We can have a lot of Worry, non-optimism, and that has all ended this week. I've been so impressed. Today, we will start the fire in the next 24 hours as we make our way towards that lot. And I want you to get there beard up. I want you to get there liquored up. I want the fire and ire of this entire town the moment Case Keenum rides that fake pony of his and this dream of a Minnesota miracle will get crushed among the thousands and millions of Eagles fans that will rain down upon us. We will not back down from any fight. We will not back down from any challenges. This team is not a team of destiny. It is a team that works, that pounds and that will crush your soul into the Super Bowl. We will ride together to Minnesota and shout from the hills, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! This has been BGN Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.